Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The ball, ball, the, the boy from the wrong Jesus side of the tracks. <laughs> the boy from the wrong side of the tracks. Come good. Welcome, David. Ah, oh, he's not with us again because I believe, Alex, I believe, Alex, there was a technology issue, not a user issue. No, no, yeah, tethering, whatever that is. Is it like frotting? I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Dutch ruddering, maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we move on to welcome Alex, Australia's number one Mitch Marsh fan and our guru. Hello, fellas. How are we all? Good right out of you. Good, thanks. Yeah, good and we you. welcome a man who has said Shane Warne, no, Shane Watson modelled his game on. Hello, Mick. Yeah, my face isn't made of fucking plastic like Warney. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, gents. Do you have a mirror above your bed for no reason? No, not above it, just oh, okay. beside it. Oh, right. Oh, you got the sideways view. Yeah, different angle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can look at my arms. And like... <laughs> <laughs> I like to look at the side of my cat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so let's kick things off with a quick chat about the biggest news in the last fortnight in Australian cricket, and that is the cricket TV rights deal. Yeah. And we say farewell to Channel 9 after 40 years. Um, I read an article from Ian Chappell. You know, it was a bit of a sort of wrap-up of everyone yeah. who was involved, including producers back in the day, blah, 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 and he was saying, sort of on the negative side of it, obviously, because he's been a Channel 9 guy from, you know, almost a get-go, but it's a uh, change. I think it'll be a change for good, um, other than some some stuff not being on free-to-air telly anymore, but, you mm. know, it was like when the uh, AFL footy went from, you know, 7 to 10 and stuff, everyone was yeah. sort of very upbeat, or 7 to 9, sorry. Everyone was upbeat about it because you get a bit of a change in the commentary box. Not the same old guys. What is your opinion, Mick? Um, I feel sorry for uh, Grandpa Ian. Yeah, um, me too, my man. Well, it's not um, it's not a job for life when the network loses the fucking rights. <laughs> <laughs> but, exactly. But um, it's one of those things like, I can understand like Channel 9 weren't prepared to pay through the nose for it. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things that if Kerry Packer was still alive, it wouldn't have happened, I don't reckon. Yeah, he would have got his revolver. I reckon he would have just said, nah, fuck it, him, we'll pay him a billion and one dollars. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have let Channel 10 get the BBL, Kerry. Yeah, well, that's true as well. But um, it's it's going to be different. Like, I think it's, like like Alex said, there's a, there's a real chance now. Like, you saw how Channel 10 did a pretty good job with their BBL coverage. Mm-hmm. So if Channel 7 and Channel 10 share some talent, which it looks like, um, won't be happening 100% because Gilly apparently signed on to be the face of the Foxtel Cricket Channel oh, okay. or something like that. Or yeah. He signed, yeah, so if Foxtel, if between the three of them they share their talent, then it could be really, really good because you're going to get um, Gilly, you might get Punter, you might get some of these guys who are doing the BBL and were quite good. Yeah. You might actually get them involved with the... Um, coverage across all formats, which is a good thing, because Gilly's quite good at his job. Yeah, um, sure. It'll probably mean that we lose Mark Nicholas, which is disappointing. Yeah, but, maximally yeah. disappointing. But for everyone who's going on, oh, how great it's going to be that we're going to get rid of Mark Nicholas, just fucking remember that the BBL has Andy fucking Ma. Yeah. 
So there's a chance we might get Andy Ma somewhere else, and that the line to the West Gate will be fucking back to Broad Meadows and people wanting to jump off. <laughs> so it could be uh, Andy everywhere, not oh, just Andy everywhere. But um, but no, look, I think like like you said, there's a chance for a shake up. It's a chance for some new voices. Yeah. It's very. I don't think. I don't think this, it's. It's very interesting that James Brayshaw left Channel Nine because he wanted to do the. He wanted. He, didn't, he left the cricket coverage to do. Cricket on Triple M and the footy at Channel 7 eventually. And then Channel 7's got the right, so it's going to probably wind up doing the cricket again anyway. So that's an interesting one. I think as long as they keep the Bruce McAvaney's and Basil Zemplis's and Brian Taylor's (laughs) of the world, which are there for the people who don't live in Australia for English guys, they're the guys who do our AFL coverage. Because the same channel has the AFL rights in Australia. And they're what people would like to call an acquired taste. <laughs> so um, as long as they don't bring that to the um, cricket, I think we'll be fine. I don't see Bruce doing the cricket anyway because he does the horses and he does the tennis. Yeah. And, um, and the Olympics. And the, yeah, and yeah. everything else. BT's done BBL in the past. Yeah, which God. if you watch... Oh, yes, he did it on Foxtel, didn't he? Yeah, you? if you watch some of the really early BBLs when it was state versus Jesus. state, he's actually on them. Um, he wasn't horrible, but he's what you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but I think, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a chance for a shake-up, and it'll be very interesting. It's a chance for the whole, which isn't really the case anymore, but that whole adage that you have to be an Australian former captain to be on TV, yeah. like, kind of goes away. Yeah. And, yeah. I just don't want, because there was some vision of um, Bruce McAvaney repeating a call from Winx's last oh, race yeah. oh, on AFL coverage. I don't want horse racing anywhere near the fucking yeah. cricket. I hate when people talk about horse racing when they're presenting mm. or commentating on a different sport. Yeah, but the thing I did you love know was... who's likely to get a hosting gig on Channel 7 is Hamish McLaughlin. Yes, uh, yeah. And he yeah. likes his horse racing too. Yeah, yeah. But the um, the thing I did love was someone come out and goes, well, at least we're not going to have to see, you know, married at first sight promos anymore. So like, if you ever watch like 15 minutes of the tennis, there's fucking 14 minutes of My Kitchen Rules fucking <laughs> oh, ads. Yeah. It's getting like, it's not going to get it, change. It's, it's not going to be any better. It's essentially the same corporation, yeah. except with a different name. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so, going to change. I think those who think that it's it to be a breath of fresh air will be sadly disappointed because it'll be the same shit, different shovel. Yeah. I think the commentators be... will be fine for me at the start and then, like any oh, commentator, yeah. I'll learn to hate yeah. them over yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is... Um, familiarity breeds contempt. I yeah, can't stand yeah. some of them just because they're always on. Yeah. One yeah. of the things the network should do is mix things up more, have more variety. Yeah, I think we... Some familiar, some variety. Yeah. I think the thing we've really lost over the last few years is the, um, like, you know, a Michael Holden or even, God forbid it, yeah. a fucking Ian Smith. Like, just a different... Yeah, a, every series. A different yeah. voice. Yeah. And even if you bring out bring out Michael Holden, even when the Windies aren't here. Like, yeah, they did that a couple of He's like, he did the South African-Australian tour and he's fine because he knows cricket. He's getting a little bit... He's turning a little bit Ian Chubble because he likes to whinge <laughs> about stuff. But, um, but, you know, but just because... Like it doesn't have to be like like okay the Windies are out we'll get Michael Holding okay England's out we'll get Athson okay this country's out yeah, we'll get this place it's like different, yeah. it doesn't like these guys are professional commentators now and watch cricket all over the world like, there's no reason you can't get them out all the time yeah I agree. you're right mm. any any um event that has a world feed like a Champions Trophy or that yeah. where the coverage is one set of commentators you notice the guys. Ian Bishop's another one, the former yes. West Indies fast bowler. He's yeah. always on. Mike Hazeman, the South African bloke. 
Uh, sorry, Aussie who became a South African. Yeah. Guys like that. I mean, you're exactly right. Just mix it up and bring one out here for no reason. Have them out here for a season. Just yeah, for some variety, for fuck's sake. So it's not the same four people killing you with the same four stories of each guy. <laughs> yeah. so, but we know that's not going to happen. No, so. no. The one, thing, <laughs> the one thing that will be interesting, and I don't think Channel 7 will do it, but it's like... The one thing we are going to lose is, and I know that people don't like Ian Chappell and all that, but you're going to lose, like, that connection. Like, you're going to lose Bill Laurie because he's not going to do that Boxing Day anymore. I imagine he's not going to. So you're going to lose a little bit of that old nostalgia, which kind of reminds you of when you are a kid listening to those yeah, guys. That's true. But um, But you know what? That's what happens in this time. It's a... It's the it's business we're in now. Like, every, like, we're just talking about it off air. Like, there's a dead set chance now that Channel Seven's gone with this that they'll lose something else down the line. Like, they've already lost the tennis to Channel 9. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, there's so a chance. That, yeah. That really sort of set the ball in motion that something was going to happen when Channel 9 won the, or bid for and got the tennis rights about two weeks before the cricket was finalised mm. or announced, anyway. Yeah. That was sort of the. You could see they weren't, they couldn't broadcast the tennis and the, all of the cricket. Mm. No, <coughs> unless some something sort was going to have to siphoning laws moved yeah. or something so they mm. could put stuff on the so, Just to go through the details, it's Seven Network and Fox Sports will broadcast all Australian cricket over the next six years worth $1.182 billion. <sighs> Seven takes over the free to wear. Now I'm his takes it. Yeah, it takes over the free-to-wear rights from 9 and 10, so that 10 is not part of it anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. And right. 7 will broadcast all men's test matches and all Commonwealth Bank women's internationals, as well as 43 Big Bash games and 23 Rebels WBBL games. Hey, yeah. so, so all men's tests. So us versus Channel Sri Lanka in Sri Lanka. No, no, in, in Australia. In Australia, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So what do Fox Sports get? They get... They've got simulcast of everything that Channel 7 have. Mm-hmm. Plus, they've got the men's ODIs, so they're not on free-to-air TV, and the men's T20 internationals, uh-huh. not on free-to-air TV anymore. The 16 additional BBL games that are going to be fixtured now that it's gone up from 10 games per team to the full home and away of 14. Yep. Yeah. And they're going to have the same 23 WBBL matches. Okay. So the big change is that men's ODIs and men's T20s are no longer going to be on free-to-air TV, and they have been for 40 years. <laughs> That's well, an interesting... T20s, okay, have only come about in the last... Yeah. The ODIs is an interesting one, because if you believe yeah. everything you read and everything you're told, that's the highest ranking, yeah. uh, the highest rating, highest, rating. Yeah. Um, highest TV rating cricket in Australia, maybe apart from the BBL. But so that's very interesting. The other thing is the whole people losing their mind over the BBL is, um, yeah, it's going to seven, but the same amount of games that Channel Ten had are going to be on seven. So free to wear doesn't lose a game. It's just they don't get the extra games that are coming in. That's right. Yeah. So if I was Fox Sports. I'd be asking for the last 16 games. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's not the way it's going to I'd hope if they're smart, that's not the way it's going to work. The one thing that I'm excited about as a Foxtel subscriber and a person who works during the day is this may lead to the Foxtel bringing back their old two-hour highlight show they used to do after every day of every uh, test, yes. which means you don't have to record the whole test on your Foxtel box. You can come home, you can sit there for a couple of hours and you see everything important that happened. So I'm hoping that's what... I'm hoping that's the one good thing that might come out of this. The big change 
of what is going to be on Channel 7 is that um, the, all the women's internationals. Yeah. Every women's international. Whereas before, it was a, there were quite a few. It was increasing over the last few years, the number of women's internationals. But, uh, like, for example, that one the single test that Australian England played wasn't on free-to-air TV. Yeah. yeah. So Fox Sports are also going to televise the Shield final, which means it must be continuing, which I'm surprised at, given that the BBL is going to get longer. They catch you. And um, 13 of the one-day cup games as well. Yeah. Okay. Sports, which is fine. That's a good good number of them. It's a three-week event, yeah, three or so a week. That's fine. Uh, one thing that was curious was the um, men's ODIs, how that fits in with the anti-siphoning list, which is Australian federal government legislation. It seems like the most pointless legislation of all time because um, all it says is something about having the um, free-to-air TV have to have the first right to bid for it. Right. Oh, something along those lines, but um, if you're reading reading a lot of the uh, media coverage, it seems that um, Channel 9 and 10 put in a joint bid for it, and it was rejected. Then Channel 10 put in a solo bid for the ODIs as a package of other things, and it was also rejected. So I don't know what why the anti-siphoning laws exist if, um, if a, if a uh, sporting uh, authority such as Cricket Australia can just reject free-to-air TV um, bids on it, as long as they're not, you know, a dollar for all the other Yeah, dollars. yeah. As long as yeah. they're reasonable. I thought the anti siphoning meant that those things had to be on free to air TV. Yeah. But, um, you know, the government not. minister communications came out and said, no, it's all above board and fine. So, mm. Cricket Australia must have a bit of clout in the federal government, I'd say, because to me it's a breach of those laws. But I don't fully understand. They're quite seem complicated and toothless and sort of almost pointless, those anti-siphoning laws. Yeah, well, that's the one thing to come from it, because, like, the way we were led to believe in the past and everything and from the way media people talk about it and the pretend media people of the world that have, you know, Twitter and podcasts and think Pakistan's fucking bee's knees and it's just a fucking wanker. Um, um... <laughs> Like, that free-to-air have to have these games, but it's not that they have to. That's that they have to be given the, the first chance to put a bid in. But if you're... If, so, I don't know. So, what stopped Foxtel in the past coming over the top and just taking it? Probably the size know. of the bids. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, the maybe. free-to-air guys have taken a backward step. And, mm. and I, I, look, I, guess, I guess this is not surprising because Channel... Um, uh, sorry, Cricket Australia, with their different formats, had moved to sort of splitting them up. So rather than you broadcasting cricket, you would broadcast T20. Yeah, yeah. So the channel might broadcast this format. So uh, maybe in the past they've always been, it's been tests and ODIs as a package. Yeah, and Foxtel yeah. couldn't afford everything. And yeah. yeah, and with anti-softening, Foxtel can't purely have test cricket anyway. Yeah, and I think with ODIs sort of prominence dropping... Yeah. It's really tests and BBL are the two main things. Mm. With the ODI prominence dropping, probably the, possibly there's less interest from all levels of whatever government and just the average person in the street about where ODIs end up. Yeah, well, that's if This true. had been pre-T20, that would have been a big deal, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. It'd be interesting. The interesting one is not the ODIs, because people keep saying that format's going to die, and I doubt it, because it makes a lot of money through TV and other things. But the T20 internationals being on... Foxtel only, because you know that's T Twenty. That's the format you want to grow through. Mm. So it's interesting. You have all the BBL games, and then really, if those T Twenty internationals are after the BBL, Cricket Australia didn't they want that stuff on free to wear because they wanted to 
take February back as a cricket month. Mm. So yeah, well, you're not on free to air TV. <laughs> yeah. So what I was going to say before you rudely interrupted me three Sorry, times, Ross. Is it be interesting to see our um, English and UK listeners' viewpoint on this? As stuff, some mm. stuff is exclusively behind a paywall now. All of it. Oh, sorry, in the UK. Yes. No, no, no. Now in Australia, some stuff is. I wonder. Yes. I'm not sure if you guys, one of you guys, know, but how did it start for the UK? Because it all used to yeah. be on free to air, obviously. And then was it slowly, slowly, or did it all go behind? I think it was Sky Sports bought it, it all. All went at once, Sky Sports, yeah, okay. in 2004-05. Yeah. It's in sort 2005. Of, yeah, so it's sort of seen as like, oh, that's where cricket started falling away in England a little bit for the younger yeah. generation because, you know, not everyone can watch it, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You know, so only a certain part of the population can if they want to invest in yeah. um, <coughs> pay TV. So television. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not sure how this is going to go, whether this is going to be a trickle effect and eventually it's going to be like... Uh, rugby league in Australia or um, Union even Union? yeah I mean even um, the A-Leagues has done it recently or they've kind of gone back to free to wear I think but they've had a fair stint behind a yeah. paywall and see see how those sports have sort of waned from the public consciousness it'll be I interesting think, to see right because five years ago Cricket Australia maybe more seven years ago Cricket Australia they said oh we've got to change the BBL to its franchise point because they were ranked like Seventh or something in sports that twelve-year-olds cared about. Yeah, okay. we're going to die unless we do something. And they got um, the BBL going. Then they got it onto free to wear. They even paid Channel Nine a million bucks to put the JLT on free to wear. And yeah. now they've changed their idea completely. Yeah, and gone completely back the other way and put stuff back more than ever. They put stuff behind a paywall, including men's T Twenty internationals. That's the bit I don't get. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that Channel Seven didn't kind of fight to get them because if they've got the BBL, it just it, it just on. makes sense yeah. to have those as well. And you'll actually, and because you have both, you you'll have commentators who aren't afraid to say the three letters BBL on the coverage. <laughs> and and also, it would help them through the tennis, which they recently did bid for. Yeah. Period. That terrible so, period of sport. The interesting thing to come out of all this as well is that between this and the sandpaper thing. James Sutherland's coming across as a terrible executive because apparently in the in the midst of all this, when Channel 10 got upset about the BBL thing, he referred to them and their bid as being bottom feeders. I think that's because... That David Peaver. Oh, was it? <laughs> One I of think... these... Um... Oh, well, so they, can't, so they can't control his office then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so easy at the top. You can't control your henchmen. But um, I think it was because CBS owned 10. Yes. Million. I think the yeah. CBS guys... Did something a little bit shifty with their bidding and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, I don't know about that. All I know is the head of CBS in America come out and blasted them because yeah, wasn't happy yeah, about it. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's an interesting enough. way to deal to deal with someone. It's an interesting thing when the reality is you've only got I won't we'll say five because I'll count SBS, but you've only got between Foxtel and the four other channels. You've only got five companies who can effectively buy your product yeah. and you just effectively told one of them to stick their head up their ass. So that's an interesting ploy. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting culture, you might say, yeah. in that organisation. Ah, oh, I love it. it a bit of, it's like a team, bit of a perhaps. bubble, Ross. Mm. Yeah, yeah, head up their own. Can job. I mention one yeah. other thing? Yes. <laughs> there is... you can, one. You can get... Explain to me, Ross, the coverage you can get if you pay Cricket Australia exclusively for online... Stuff. What is it? Because you can pay them like thirty bucks a month or something to watch. Oh yes, they streaming? talked about that. 
I haven't, they haven't provided any further updates, yes. Right, because I'm wondering so I'd whether... Say it would, sorry, it, I'd say it would be streaming of every WBBL match. Right. Yes. <coughs> so it's, it's, so it's not guess. streaming of tests, overseas tests? I think it would be any free-to-air TV content. So anything on 7 you'd be able to stream as well, would be yep. my guess. And then... Of the only 23, the WBBL are going to be on TV. So currently, the rest of them are on a stream. I'd say yeah. that will continue. And the JLT, so that are not on Foxtel, you might see them. And the Shield matches. Right, so we won't be able to stream. So all that content. So all that content. Don't talk. Don't talk. You don't talk. I think that's what a lot of our fans say to me. So are they going to start... So all that content that you just mentioned, but... WBBL Shield and all that is free. Are they going to start charging yeah. people to watch it? I don't know that it is. No, free, probably not. Because I think that's done by states. No, well, I don't pay to. I don't pay, and I oh, watch okay. the Shield on Cricket Australia website at oh, work, okay. and I'm. I can it's tell you 100. percent They're not getting any more money okay. out of me. <laughs> no, no. So you say I'm paying thirty dollars a year for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe. But there uh, was some. It's interesting you bring that up. Sorry, Alex. Uh, it's interesting you bring that up, Alex, because I do recall there was some mention of them doing more streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was sort of hinted at possibility of overseas tours being streamed. Right, yeah. because that's not yeah. me- that wasn't mentioned by you no, in your outline, the overseas yeah. tours. So I'm assuming yeah. it's on Foxtel. Yeah. So it is. the other yeah. things that are on Foxtel are the Prime Minister's Eleven game. Yes. And the Governor General's Eleven game. <laughs> the Governor General. Why. George yeah, Bailey's Eleven. Yeah. And um, also the Alan Border Medal and the Belinda Clark Medal Knights. So that's actually <laughs> oh, Belinda be Clark a... Medal. Get me all around that. I'm not sure why that's so important that that was part of the package, but um, yeah. I don't get why the Belinda Clark and the Alan Border aren't just stuck together. Yeah. And just shorten well, the speeches, shorten the packages, and bang it out. Yeah. Done. Oh, they're not, aren't they? I thought they were. Oh, I don't know. The way you said it then, it made it sound like they were separate knots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ah, here we go. International tour matches. Yep. Some matches on Fox Sports. Uh-huh. Remaining games live streamed on CA Live app or cricket.com.au. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, the reason why I brought that up... International tour... Sorry, Alex. By international tour matches, do they mean the actual test or do they mean like the three-day warm-up against uh, the president? I hope the three-day warm-up where there's a white chair at mid-off. <laughs> I assume they mean the test just simply because <laughs> they're not smart enough to put tests by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. And they mean the whole tour, so ODIs and everything. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Some so, matches on Fox Sports, remaining games live-streamed. Anyway, that won't take effect for a little while because Australia's next couple... Uh, next tour... Channel 9 still have the right to the 2019 Ashes, and Australia's One Day is coming up in June this year. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And the UAE tour uh, for Pakistan, touring the UAE in October, that's on Foxtel. So So does that mean that Channel 7 will have this summer, and then Channel 9 will have the Ashes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, twenty nineteen ashes in June. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. but like yeah, that's what yeah, but I'm saying you go from watching like the Channel Seven not that it's Channel Nine commentators anyway, but you'll be watching your cricket on seven, then you'll go to watch yeah. and then in June you'll go back to watching it on nine. And then go back yes. to and then go back to seven. So so Tubby and Heels have you know, uh, eighteen month break now, yeah. and then they'll they'll reappear hosting from the host studio yeah. in Sydney somewhere. And yeah, they won't send any commentary. No, no, Channel 9. it'll be two doofuses in a studio. Yeah, yeah. the and other thing they'll to... just palm Sorry. it off to SBS again and get Flacco and Sandman to do it. Yeah. So the other thing to come out from this 
as well is um and I saw this from watching the Foxtel AFL coverage um on Friday night is that Foxtel will be having a cricket dedicated channel yes over the summer so in Australia we have on Foxtel there is a rugby league channel yeah. and there's an AFL channel and we'll be having a cricket channel as well nice yeah so that'll be good so so I assume that means they're going to do a lot more um they're going to sign a lot more talent like Gilly and that and there probably will be a lot more like shows and analysis shows and things like that. So if you love your cricket, it's a good time to be alive, I think. Nice. So that'll be free, Mick? Uh, if you've got Foxtel, it's free. Well, they don't charge you more for it anyway. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. pretty cool that they do it. Because they could do so, a pay-per-view channel for that period of time, yeah. right? Oh, if they wanted, but I, I don't think they will. Well, yeah. They're not that silly. Yeah. Mm. Now, Ross, the yeah. reason why I brought up the streaming is because yes. that's the future of watching content is streaming. So that's yes. why I was thinking they didn't care so much about ODIs going behind a paywall is because Cricket Australia will be their own paywall eventually. Surely that's got to be their yeah. mantra. Like oh, you would the think NFL so. and like, stuff like yeah, that. NFL their own channels. on Amazon Prime. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be online only eventually because that's where yeah. all content will be. Yeah, that's right. And free to air TV will be like um, S- the two SBS channels that show world news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just think, like, if you're going to do that, but you want to, you want you want to wait a little bit longer until Australia's internet service <laughs> nationwide is up to it. <laughs> Mate, it'll be Wi-Fi oh, world over by the time uh, Cricket Australia get their own paywall for themselves. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. like twenty years down it'll the track. It'll, it'll be black. It'll be black. We'll be just like watching in your eyeballs. <laughs> You're right, though, Alex, because you can see they create all their own content now with that cricket network yes. kind of, uh, yeah. stuff they do. Like they do post-match and pre-match yeah. analysis and all those highlights and um, packages yeah. from years ago. They go, they they go to a ho- cricket network. They go yeah. to a hotel room and talk to Moises when he's jacking off and... <laughs> All that, all that stuff that they that do. real exclusive <laughs> stuff you can content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the good stuff. Yeah. Two other TV points to bring up. Oh, uh, the fixture for next season is yet to be released, and uh, the, the sticking point is apparently that India do not want or uh, refusing to play the day night test in Adelaide. Uh, yeah. Citing the so, same reasons every other country did when they wanted to play night test here. No, I think they're you just. Don't sta- have I think they're. No, no, I think they're just stamping their feet. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to. Well, it's a combination of both. Yeah, <laughs> we have the power, and we're going to use it for no reason. Yeah. They're not going to win there anyway. India never win over here. Yeah. They never win yeah. against the seeming deck. It's just, yeah. you know, we've got the power. We don't want to do it. But the sign of the same reasons. Also... Australia have more experience, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We don't have any, so it's unfair. Mm. South Africa did the same thing. New Zealand did the same thing. Pakistan didn't. They said, yes, straight away. Happy yeah. to. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. It's a good point because India never going to win here anyway. No. Um, and the second thing is that the time zone of a day-night game lines up better with India. So, right. So it is a little bit of what Mick said, them stamping their feet and yeah. trying to be the yeah. big yeah. fish and the big yeah. guy. So my suggestion is what Cricket Australia do is go, that's fine, well, we'll only fix your three tests against you. Pick the Adelaide day-night one, even if it's in the middle of the series, and get Afghanistan in to play one-off test. Oh, that'd be great. Why not? Call yeah. their bluff. Call their bluff. Yeah. Call them out. And also, Afghanistan would be pretty key because they're liable to beat us because we are that poor yeah. at the moment. Yeah. 
And the other thing is that um, our culture in Australia is to be bullies, so just do it. Call it India bottom feeders and get on with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. We can't do that anymore, Ross. Tim Page oh, said no. So, oh, right, okay. Or is it that they're not actually bottom feeders in India and we need every red cent? Of that? No, I, think, I, think it's prob- I think it's probably that, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. think Cricket Australia can afford to come out and say, even though your concrete company sounds like a technology company, fuck off. <laughs> we... Uh, and we also just dropped one point. Yeah. No, the other way. No, hang on. Yeah. We don't need that money. We've got more money oh, than we're not to do with. Yeah. Tell them to go hey. Yeah. Go hey. James <laughs> Sutherland's at Cricket Australia head office just making it rain. Just... Oh, man, he's got ten of those guns all the <laughs> The um, confetti guns. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime someone right. comes in the office, he fires one off out the front. <laughs> the last thing I had was that um, it seems that definitely... Based on the TV money and the games, well, it's definitely going to happen that the BBL is going from the 10 home and away games to 14. Yeah. Didn't quite catch that, mate. So the BBL is going from 10 home and away games to 14 home and away games. Ah, oh, yes. Yep. yep. And Shane Warne came out and said it was all just greed. I kind of agree with him. In fairness, yeah. he's an expert, so... Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of Is this just them preparing the competition so that then they can slot in um, some extra teams? I don't think they ever want extra teams. I think the talent pool is not there to support yeah. any extra teams unless okay. they go to three or four internationals. Well, they've, cha- they've changed their tune on that because they've, they've been talking extra teams from the start and made the good oh, folks no, of Geelong and so forth uh, believe they were going to get a team. Yeah, true. Expansion, but yeah. expansion can take many forms. More games. Um, I think also the IPL do a thing where they might play, say... A team has seven home games, but four in one city and three in another. Oh, okay. Like that. So it's, although it's city-based franchise, it's not strictly oh, the one location. So well, I think the Renegades and Geelong will get more games through... Um, um, maybe, sorry, Canberra and Geelong and those supposed to get more games through this expansion. Maybe they get two or three rather than just the one they got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure the Renegades would be up for that play more in Geelong. Yeah. Well, the original talk was is that the Renegades were only going to beat Eddie Had until Geelong got its lights. But that obviously hasn't yeah, happened. Because right. that was part of the reason that Finchie got made skipper too, because he's from Geelong. Ah, uh, Finchie. Mm. He looks like a Geelong boy. Yeah. Bash someone at the drop of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. What yes. else is news, Roscoe? Okay, so um, a yeah. couple more things. The, the 2015 World Cup, fix, uh, sorry, 2019 World Cup fixture came out. Yeah. Who, won, who won 2015? Yeah. Yeah, that was Australia. Well, can't yeah. be. Oh, no, it was Australia. Mm. So the opening game is Australia versus Afghanistan. And... For Australia, it's Australia versus Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that really annoyed me about it um, was that um, they had a draft fixture, but it had to be redone because India said no, BCCI said no to it because their first game was scheduled too close to the end of the IPL. Yeah. So they have some, the Lodi committee said that India shouldn't play internationals until 15 days after the IPL is finished. And this was going to be 
10 days or something, so they've rejigged the fixture so that India's first game is later in the World Cup, like by five days. So they need a 15... No big deal. They need a 15-day break between the end of that and the start of another competition, but they'll play every second fucking day in UIPR. Yeah. Yeah. Just absolute... Just, I've never seen anything so clear as India running... Yeah. Um, or the IPL, the BCCI, through the IPL, setting the agenda. Like, okay, yes, it hasn't affected the World Cup. It's not going to start later. It's just India's yeah. games have been scheduled slightly differently. Yeah. It's just for fuck's sake. Why don't you finish the IPL early, you tossbags? What? Well, aren't they a big reason why the format's changed to scrap the groups as well and the and the, and the number yes. of teams has changed yes. and yeah. stuff? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. the 10-team format for Indian TV purposes. Yeah. It stinks. It all stinks. Get back to being a sport, not an Indian TV plaything. Well, the reality of it is too, and it's like we've been t- we talked about last time, is that the reality is what is there? Fucking fourteen teams that are classed as ODI. No, oh, it might be a few more, but yeah, something like that. Fourteen like, teams classed as competitive at ODI at yeah, that level anyway. But right? like, why can't they all just play? Yeah, got it's not like the soccer right, world yeah. cup where there's like 50,000 nations so you have to bring them down you have to qualify them because you have to get rid of some yeah. you could easily they run a tournament in the West Indies for five months you can't tell them we can't <laughs> run one with like this many teams <laughs> well, it's all about TV money yeah. and the, the format that Indian TV wants yeah, it's not about cricket nine lovers games. it's about people who aren't what? cricket lovers that watch yeah. the world cup yeah. I'm sure oh, there's yeah. people with the uh Football world, as in soccer world, for yeah. us Australian viewers that are like, ah, oh, you know, this is ridiculous. this is not for still us. This, this World Cup is going to go for an extraordinarily long time. It's still like a six week, you know, just ridiculous. How the many games in six weeks? For, oh, 48 or something. Well, it's in it's in the, England, the so three to get done in a, in a month. It's four weeks <laughs> long. It starts on the 12th of June and finishes on the 12th of July. I'm not sure why the cricket one couldn't do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their scheduling's been shit and uh, hard to understand for a long time. Like the 2015 World Cup, you had things like there was a day in the 2015 World Cup there was no games on. And then you have a day where there's only one game on it. It was um, two of the very small countries playing each other. Then the next day it would be um, three of the four teams playing with the, the big, you know, six test nations. Yeah. They say it's for TV and then they go and schedule this sort of bullshit. And so just what... You know, there's, you, you can't follow the logic of it. Mm. Anyway, that's my whinge about that. We move on now to local cricket, and it's over to you, Nick. Alrighty. Okay, it's that time of year again. See, so dust off your white Julius Marlowe's and get your $99 <laughs> suit from Tara Cash into the dry cleaners, because we are going to presentation night. Presentation <laughs> night. Jim Polo. Yeah. You're going out, Jim Beanpolo, yeah. you mean. Presentation tonight, the sunny to cricket season share. As in, it, <laughs> as in, it goes downhill fast and ends in tears. Tears of boredom, usually. Uh, so leading up to the event, everyone and their dog will tell you how the presentation night is the club's night of nights. If that's truly the case, then the cricket club's other nights must put people on suicide watch. <laughs> so let's travel back inside Clubland and have a quick look at some of the elements that seem to appear at every presentation night. The underdressed bloke. This bloke is this is this is the bloke that can be found at every cricket club presentation night. He's the one who thinks that semi-formal is a suggestion rather than a rule, and shows up in his best pair of acid wash jeans, sparkling white New Balance runners, and his favourite Jim Bean racing polo. <laughs> The lone girlfriend. The poor girl is being dragged along by her partner who is 
who has told her that all the blokes are bringing their misses. He forgot to inform her that his cricket club, like most, is made up of a bunch of social misfits. <laughs> and the closest they have to a girlfriend was when the checkout chick at the local Coles said she likes his shirt. The lone girlfriend will sit there for an entire evening with a look on her face that could curdle milk. Next we have the heckler. The bloke who hasn't won a single trophy or award but will take great pleasure in taking the piss out of everyone giving a speech. Even the under-15 kid who won the 5th 11 batting award isn't safe from his one-liners. Wrap it up, mate. I think your mum's waiting in the car. (laughs) Then the one joke bloke, like the heckler but with a glaring difference. At one point during the night, this guy yelled out a one-liner that put everyone in stitches. He will spend the rest of the night repeating his joke over and over again until someone tells him to shut the fuck up. My guess is this year's joke will be, he loves to sandpaper his balls. Yeah, I love it. Mm. <laughs> Next we have the old champ. A bloke his best days were back in were back BTCU, before Trevor Chappell's underarm. <laughs> but he still managed to show up all the young blokes and takes home a wheelbarrow of trophies in the club's fourth eleven. Next we have the bad speech. The bad speech comes in a few different forms, whether it's the drunken expletive field style or the young bloke so painfully shy and awkward it makes you cringe with every word. As described to me by David, it's like watching someone drown on dry land. <laughs> then you get the egotistical me, me, me speech, where the bloke tells you how great he is. It's like he thinks he's the only bloke to ever bowl leg spin in C-grade cricket. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and lastly we have lastly and leastly we have shithouse catering <laughs> is it really a bona fide presentation night without shithouse catering whether it be an overcooked roast a chewy steak or something a little more left field it's fair to say you rarely walk away from a presentation night saying oh how good was the food tonight reminds me of one time at our club when we tried something a little different. And I had some caterers whose speciality was pancakes. That's right. Pancakes. A pancake entree, a pancake main. And you guessed it, pancakes for dessert. It's fair to say it left everyone feeling a little flat. Oh. And that's like a cricket. Oh, thanks, Mick. I like how that, that last paragraph is just word for word from previous years. Yeah, I actually had to listen to an old inside club land and to steal it off it. That was, uh, oh, what was funny. the pancake main again? Spag bowl. Oh, bolognese. The entree was creamy mushroom pancakes yeah. and the dessert was ice cream pancakes. Yeah. Well, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm pretty sure that business didn't last that long. The old I reckon pancakes. they're still around. You I reckon? really do. I reckon because I tried to find them last time. Because oh, they got some right. pun name. Yeah, pancakes yeah. and go go. Yeah. Flapjacks, flapjacks. Yeah. Flapjacks, flapjacks. Well, take a little break and go back to some state-level cricket because the um, the uh, putting together of the state contract lists is in full swing. Uh, yes. It's expected to be announced in a couple of weeks. Um, so nothing is confirmed, but it was reported in the News Limited Press on Wednesday that both Nick Maddinson and Gorinda Sandu will not be contracted by New South Wales for the upcoming season. Mm. Yes. 
and Cohen's, and also haven't been picked up. But well, uh, Nick Madison has been, been no interest by any yeah, other states. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so the cutoff. Good. I really think to me the cutoff was, is past there. So unless someone has a spare spot on their list for like balance purposes, or if someone gets injured or something like that, he probably won't be playing state cricket anywhere. Nick Madison. Unless he goes oh. somewhere and forces his way in fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he goes play great cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go and play great cricket. But, but apparently he was New South Wales State Player of the Year last year. ODI. ODI, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I got tagged. I got tagged. Um, and I think I ended up might have tagged you in it, Ross, but you don't really look at your Facebook. But I got tagged and asked by one of our listeners, hello, Huss, by... Um, there was, an, there was a guy who put a thing up on Facebook and it basically went to it and it said, like, like his fall from grace is astonishing. Like, it was like 18 months ago or something. He's playing test cricket. He was dominating in the shield. Team. He was averaging, like, 60 or something ridiculous. Yeah. He won a Steve War medal. He won all these trophies. And now, like, 18 months later, he doesn't have a contract. Yeah, I think his head's in the wrong space. Big well, issue. I think, yeah. Is that because his ears are too big? Yeah. No. Think it. <laughs> I think he should never have played Test cricket. Oh no, that that was yeah, that was Steve Waugh. One day player for New South Wales. Yeah, fifty over cricket, and he's not a bad T Twenty player either. Yeah, Uh, Melbourne Stars are looking good. They just gave him three year deal in February. Yeah, kids. Jeez, they just like when's Trent Woodhill leaving that organisation? Oh, that's the thing. Like, oh, like fucking, I complain about. You know, the list management at some AFL clubs. Trent Woodhill has got them fucking covered. Like, yeah. like let's go through his greatest hits. So, like, he signed Michael Clark, who never played a fucking game. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he signed, um, he's now he signed Maddinson. Like, they've had, but they've had heaps of stinkers. Like, they had Farwad, never played him, and they had, like, and then he went to the, oh, that was Renegades, maybe. But then he went to the Thunder and won a title. And, oh, yeah. John Hastings, captain. Yeah. Mm. Like, they've had some fucking stinkers of stars. They sort of go for that, well, older player. Yeah, they go for profile. They go for marquee. Like, they want guys who have played for Australia so they can bang on about it. Do you reckon that started from Warnie going there and stuff? Maybe. But even like... It could be relevant. But even when Eddie, like, talks about it on his radio show, he loves to talk about... Oh yeah, this guy played for Australia, and this guy's a Test player, and rah rah. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of the Madison signing. Yeah. Like yeah. he won yeah. the New South Wales ODI Player of the Year, but he's been a Test player, yeah, and he's yeah. done this, and he's done that. Everyone and they that. seem to like, they seem to start their recruitment by looking at the Australian cricket Australia contracts, yeah, yeah. and then who's actually played for Australia, and then working their way down. Yeah. So then, um, sounds like Farwad Ahmed doesn't have a Victorian contract either. Yeah, that's the word that he missed out as well. Which is kind of surprising and not surprising because he started the year not even in the side. Yeah. So, so whether they've just... four or 35 now. Yeah, so whether they've decided he's too old. And like, and it's still a case where if he dominates um, grade cricket, I don't see why um, the Victorians wouldn't pick him if there's no other spinner doing the job. Yeah. But they probably just looked at it from a point... Yeah, well, they got... And that's the other thing. They've got John Holland who... Wicket wise, he's been the best spin bowler in Australia for the last two seasons. Yeah, so, so they seem very reluctant to play two spinners. Yeah, very often. So even on their slow shitty deck, they got the G. Oh, the G deck, jeez, be, that's a graveyard. That doesn't matter what you bowl. That's just this is torture. <laughs> that so will that be it now? Now that the junk's been built for the G and Shield cricket. 
No, the, I think the plan is that the G will host, what are the Vicks Bay 5, that it would host two or three each year. Oh, okay. Two or three yeah. at um, the junction. Yeah. Well, I suppose they've got to have something there so they can get the, te- the pitch ready for the test to see what it's yeah. doing, I guess. So it'd be like um, half, half split. So your man Sandu's heading to Tassie. Yeah, looks like it. Well, it's yeah. like just cubic circle. He's had a yeah. big fall from grace too. Oh, fuck OPS. Australia. Yeah. But, I reckon um, it's about the time he started bowling off his. Yeah. Oh, been, he bowled him again in the Shield season this year. The thing that, the thing that Ross said was going to get him into the test side <laughs> ruined his career. <laughs> So, um, yeah, they also, New South Wales also let go of their uh, coach, Trent Johnson, the guy yes. who's captain of Ireland, because uh, he hadn't got him to a Shield final in the past four seasons. So, out you go. Whew. He should be taking that up with Trevor Holmes. They keep taking all his best players. Yeah. So, but, the window for the States to sign players is now closed, and announcements yeah. of the squad for 2018-19 season are expected in a couple of weeks. So it'll be one of the upcoming podcasts. So the interesting thing is, is that you've got Create Tasmania will sign just about anyone yeah. to yeah. a contract, and they didn't sign Nick Maddinson. Yeah. If you win the Ryder medalist for the best um, yeah. district player in Melbourne, you get signed by Tassie straight yeah. away. But they'll take anyone out of Victorian Premier Cricket or Sydney Grade Cricket, hence um, Jackson Bird. And, yeah. Um, oh, Eddie Cowan had played at New South Wales but struggled. But, yeah, Nick Maddinson, no spot for you. Yeah, he's definitely on the nose, Nick Maddinson. Yeah, it's interesting. There must be something going on in the back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's um, flip back to you, Mick, now for Have Bat, Will Travel. All righty. So, um... Welcome to the first edition of Have Bat Will Travel, which was out, which is my slash our as a podcast look into what Australian players have been up to in the UK's county cricket season. So we so it's we kick off round one with the at Lords where Big Hank Cartwright marked his championship debut with an enterprising thirty for the county's <laughs> most gender fluid team, Middlesex, in their second division match against Northamptonshire. Hank came in at 2 for 21 and promptly counter-attacked in his first innings for the Lord's Base Club, where he was re- where he has replaced former state captain Adam Voges. Uh-huh. Cartwright struck a couple of boundaries off New Zealand paceman Doug Bracewell and pulled Brett Hutton into the mound stand for six. So, But his 32-ball innings that featured 22 runs in boundaries, four fours and a six, ended when he was deceived by Hutton's slower ball and was bowled. So you got bowled by a slow ball. I'm guessing... I haven't seen footage, but he must have had a massive oh, fucking week yeah, at it. That was going over Cal. Yeah. So at left, um, middle sex, three for 54. So, yeah. So for um, so on this first... On this second... So this was, this was a little bit rain interrupted. So the report, it's a it's a little bit all over the shop because the guy at Cricket Australia is, that I plagiarised these on is <laughs> fucking horrible at, at his job. Um so we move on to the second day where an incredible 85 wickets fell across the entire um, championship. Jesus. Yeah. At Lords alone, 26 wickets fell in the day in the, in the match we just talked about between Middlesex and Northamptonshire with James Harris taking five for nine or 5.2 overs. Oh. I don't know who James Harris is. He must be English, but I just left that in because that's amazing. Uh, so Northampton collapsed to be all out for 71 in 21.2 overs. It's like the English test side. Yeah. Before their bowlers hit back, 
led by big uh, the big New Zealand care bear, Doug Bracewell, who took three for 31. And they rolled Middlesex for 151. And the big Hank made a duck. Northampton's batting collapse was not the worst of the day, but with Kent dismissed for only 64 by Gloucester in their Division 2 clash at Canterbury. They were hard as a kid's head. Yeah. A wet outfield, which meant no play was possible on Friday's opening day, kept the plays in the pavilion until lunch on the second day. But when the game did start, left-arm paceman Matt Taylor reveled in the conditions to take four for 20, and Kent was dismissed inside 19 overs. Australia's penis on the pitch, Darren Worrell, claimed two for 20 from his six overs. DJ. At Old Trafford, one of Ross's favourites, England seamer Jake Ball, took five for 54 for Nottinghamshire as Lancashire were bowled out for 158. Knots were then reduced to six for 27 by Stumps, with Australia's Joe Manny, if any, claiming two for 26 for 11 overs for Lancs. Six for 27? Yeah, six for 27. Oh, 127. In a comparatively high-scoring game, South Australia's Travis Head made nine from 12 (laughs) balls for Worcester as they were bowled out for 211 against Hampshire at the Rose Bowl. Um, So round results are Hampshire beat Worcester by 196 runs. Lancashire lost to Nottinghamshire by six wickets at Old Trafford. My commiserations to the Lanks boys who listen to us. Yorkshire drew with Essex with all four days washed out at Headingley. Kent lost to... Oh, that would to... have been fun. Yeah. All four days. Yeah. Well, a lot of fucking cards getting played got there. got deep into the canasta yeah. wormhole there, didn't <laughs> <laughs> Kent lost to Gloucester by five wickets at Canterbury. And Warwickshire, 299, drew with Sussex at Edgbaston due to weather. Uh, so on to round two, where Victorian Ryan Sidebottom has claimed the first 10-wicket haul of his career as Warwickshire thumped Northamptonshire by an innings in their Division Two clash. Hmm. Sidebottom added the second innings figures of 4 for 61 to his 6 for 35 in the first innings, which was his first ever first-class five-wicket haul. Oh, wow. Yeah. Finishing with 10 for 96 to claim player of the match honours. The older bra- brother of AFL player Steel Sidebottom, Ryan played one Sheffield Shield match for Victoria back in 2013, but has seen a rejuvenation of his career in the UK. What was that, Ross? Interesting one. Uh, he, I, uh, I guess he must have a UK passport to be able to get a game, because usually he has yeah. to play for Australia to be able yeah, to Yeah, I'm not sure how that all works. He reason. must. Yeah. But, yeah, so now he, um, he has 34 first-class wickets from nine matches at a little bit over 20. He actually, he got in the side last year. So, yeah, you right, must be right. He must have a UK passport. And he either got into that side or he's at another club either way. But he got into the team with about three games to go and took something like 19 wickets or something. Oh, okay. So, like, he finished the it, set. Um, sorry, wasn't yeah. that um, guy who played for England, the left armour with the long hair, wasn't his name Ryan Sidebottom as well? Yeah, but it's not him. Yeah. That's yeah, what was confusing me when yeah, you said he's yeah, never five for it. I was like, he's yeah, that's, I, I got confused as well when I was reading it, and then I realised that they're both named Ryan Sidebottom. <laughs> yeah, so One he, of them should change their names so yeah. we're not confused. But yeah, in Ryan the article... Ryan Sidebottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ryan Adams and Brian Adams. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, um, so he had a bit of a late resurgence last year, which saw him get uh, signed up by uh, Warwickshire, and he's been doing really well. So good on him. Hopefully it keeps going for him. Um, it was a productive round for the Australians in both county divisions with um, Matt Renshaw debut 100 for Somerset. We made 101. 
Um, and in the same, yeah, in the same game, uh, Redbacks captain Travis Head made forty nine for Wor- for War for Worcester. Fucking hell, all, all their names sound the fucking same. Elsewhere in Division One, Joe Meany claimed three for fifty two for Lancashire against Essex, which had which Essex top scorer was. Pierre Siddle with an unbeaten 33. So he helped them push their total to 150. Unfortunately for Pierre, this is where the good news would stop. With him not taking a wicket in the Lank's first innings and then following up with a second innings duck. Joe Manny would take 3 for 47 in the Essex second innings and make 56 trying to help Lanks chase down the Essex total. But it was not enough with Lancashire unable to bring home the chocolates. Uh, in Divi 2, Hinton Cartwright had another poor outing for Middlesex, only able to contribute one wicket with the ball and not too much more with the bat. No, not too much more with the bat. So he made 10 in the Middlesex Sex Pest first innings and 29 in the second. <laughs> I haven't got a comma there, so I couldn't... I'm like, what the fuck have I written there? At Chesterley Street, Durham's Nathan Remington. Claimed oh, three. Claimed the rim job. The rim job. Claimed three for 39 on a bad day for the hosts who were scheduled for 91. With South African Aidan Markram making a pair in a day against the head. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, this county, this, 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 you know, this county cricket stuff, it's not as easy as playing test against Australia, no. mate. <laughs> <laughs> How much sandpaper were these cunts using if you go and make a fucking pair? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So South Australian seamer Dan Peterson, the pitch Worrell, was the surprise performer with the bat for Gloucester, with Gloucester making 36 not out, as the old old dasher Michael Hogan took 2 for 23 and helped Glamorgan roll the host for 236. Michael Hogan used to play for WA. Yes. Yeah. Day, day two of that game saw Sean Marsh following his Australian teammate Matt Renshaw's footsteps peeling off 111 during his Glamorgan debut. Marsh struck 18 fours on his way to helping Glamorgan to 5 for 296 in reply to Gloucester's, uh, Gloucestershire's 236. His innings meant Marsh become the 10th player to score a first-class century on debut for the Welsh County. That include that list includes Matthew Elliott and show and show favourite Mark Cosgrove. Fatty Cosgrove. Yeah. Speaking of Fatty Cosgrove, yes. he peeled off six. He peeled off sixty four in Leicester in Leicester's draw with Sussex. Fuck. Still going. So some we'll just and then we'll just finish off with the results for that round. So in in Divi one we had at Chelmsford Essex beat Lancashire by hundred four by by thirty one runs. I left a number in. I shouldn't have there. Uh, at Taunton, Somerset beat Worcester by 83. At Headingley, Yorkshire beat Nottinghamshire by 164. And at the Oval, Surrey beat Hampshire by 139 runs. So apart from the Essex Lancaster game, it's pretty big wins there. Uh, in County two, in County Championship Division 2, at Northampton, Northampton lost to Warwickshire by an innings and 48 runs. Or Warwickshire, I'm assuming that probably is. At Bristol, Gloucester, Gloucester lost to Glamorgan by six wickets. At Derby, Derby beat Middlesex by 101 runs. This was Derbyshire's first home win since 2014. Whoa. They have not won at home in 24 attempts. Jesus, a few celebrations in the tea rooms that night. Yep, and at Grace Road, Sussex drew with Leicester. 
Alrighty, so that is the first edition of um, Have Bat, Will Travel. Work, just before I move on, I just want to um, put this out there. To the bloke at Cricket Australia who writes these things, it's good that you write them every day and you give an update, that's great. Write a fucking summary article so it's easy for me to para- fucking plagiarise it, mate. <laughs> Make my life a bit fucking easier. Yeah, yeah I agree, because all these... Um, uh, um, all these, uh, as we discovered with the fixturing, these in April and May, the um, county games are Friday to Monday. So just put one out on a Wednesday. Come on. You know. Yeah, look, so they do every day, which is fine. They go, this is what's happened today, this is what's happened today. But then they don't the just... Wednesday, yeah, but yeah, they, yeah, they do don't summary. do that. They don't just do a summary and go, this is what's happened. I'm sure... And they made it... When, when he first started... to us. Yeah, he will be. Yeah. But, yeah. Lift okay. your game. So what yeah, I'm worried about is Joe Benny's doing quite well. So yeah. you reckon Joe Benny, if he's going to get a call up for the Ashes? I'm a bit scared about that. I'm a bit scared. Hopefully he can stink it up for the next half of the season. Our UK correspondent Chris was quite impressed with him, uh, him how fast he was, but he reckon he's going to get arthritis in his shoulder because he charges in and then stops and then just uh, all shoulder. And has oh, sure, take style. Bit of baseball. Delivery stride, which is true. Uh, there was one thing. Runs in and goes wang. <laughs> yeah, that um, you're, you missed there. Oh, did uh, I? Mick, because it just happened overnight. Is Matt Renshaw made his second ton for Somerset? This yeah, was, well, that'll, be, that'll be in fucking the next episode. Yeah. Well. Oh, okay. Well, he made it. <laughs> Good uh, business. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> made it in, the, in a session off 84 balls. Shit. And there's a little uh, thing, Louis Cameron, who writes for Cricket Australia website, so maybe. He could pass this on to the gent writing the other articles. He got a list of Matt Renshaw's nine first-class tons. The first one took 249 balls. The next one took 200. Third and fourth one around 200 as well. And then it's all been sub-150 since then. So he's, he's wrote how the turtle became the hare. Uh, and 84 balls took him. Isn't it tortoise? Tortoise. <laughs> maybe need maybe need to use turtle to get it onto Twitter for less characters. Ah, uh, yeah, good. Yeah, that's true. No, no mention there, Mick, of um, your mate uh, Chad Sayers, who was looking to get a county gig with Sussex, and my clever scheming that he'd been gifted a test so that he could get a county deal. Seems that that hasn't come to fruition yet. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Maybe, maybe he's just not that good. <laughs> <laughs> bada boom, bada bang. <laughs> Set up in... and dunk. <laughs> yes. Another thing that happened in the United Kingdom during the week was the announcement of the hundred. Oh yes. Ooh. I thought you were going to say like the royal baby name or something. Oh, yeah, that, like, what's what's the hundred? Was it a new telly show? No, nah, Lewis. I think your name is. Oh, right. Is a hundred a new game show or something? Yeah, one, one to a hundred. Oh no. Yeah. So. It, it's going to be a, a 100 ball innings. It's like T20, but it's a 100 ball innings. So it's going to be 15 overs of six balls and then a single 10 ball over. Right. Get us up to the 100. Seems completely confusing. Yeah. Uh, apparently it was to make the game simpler because six, uh, you know, 20 lots of six balls is too confusing. You're going to make it 15 <laughs> yeah. lots of six and one lot of 10. That will be much simpler. Uh, the other interesting thing was that... Um, they're saying that the hundred ball, the ten ball over will come at the end, but maybe it won't. Maybe there'll be changes with that. And then the hundred, the ten ball over will be bowled by one ball, or maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be bowled by three different bowlers. Oh, <laughs> what? So, so um, they've really, so they've really sat down and thought this three, out. Yeah, 
Yep, three doesn't go into ten. So it would be like one bowling, two bowling three and one bowling four. Yeah. Exactly. That's stupid. What else? No, but it so all adds up to a hundred games. Just, which just make it easy. two bowlers bowl the ten. So then, no, so, Alex, it's decimal cricket, okay? Get with yeah. the program. Yeah. So they're effectively <laughs> shaving four, 20 balls off an innings. So yes. is, that, is that my maths right? Yeah. Yes. 20 yes. balls off an innings. So they're shaving 40 balls off the entire match. I want to meet the cunt who goes to the cricket and watches the T20 and goes, fuck, you know what? This BBL's good, but it's 5.4 overs too fucking long. If they just cut out to 5.4 overs in the middle, it would be such a better spectacle. I want to meet that bloke so I can fucking take him to the top of the southern stand and throw him fucking off. It's like what? a game of rugby league, Alex. Why do they need the middle 20 metres of the pitch? Yeah, just get exactly. rid of it. It's so exciting when it gets to the end of the pitch. Why do you need the middle <laughs> pitch? Get rid of it. Just yeah. do it at five, oh, five metres. So but it's all like... But it's also, like a game of basketball, just make the two three-pointer arcs touch each other. The thing I don't get about this too is that this is coming from the country. It always goes on about the tradition of cricket. And they hate, oh, like, yeah. you know, all these the Jeffrey boycotts of the world all come out and say, Australia doesn't play in the spirit of the game and they sledge and rah-rah. So, you guys invented T20 cricket. Now you've invented this. You have fucked with the game and made it and fucked around with it more than anyone else ever fucking has. They also invented 50-over cricket. Yeah. They did. So, yeah, they did. One so it's like, so you guys, like, talk about how traditional you are. You were the ones constantly fucking with the game and changing it. Like... Yeah. Interesting I don't, that yeah. you mentioned there, Mick, um, talking about different formats, you would remember Super 8s. Yes, I do remember Super and, 8s. Um, and uh, was it Cricket Max, which was Martin Crow invented? And they didn't really take off because they had they, they added more rules to yeah. cricket. As in, this is an 8 if you hit it here. and you know, it, yeah, uh, so, yeah, Super 8s had the zones where if you hit it in the yeah, zone, zones. it was 8 yeah. instead of 6. Yeah. yeah. And also, it was forced everyone had to bowl two overs or yeah. something. So it just became not like normal cricket. One day cricket worked because the the changes from, say, normal cricket were minor, as in, you know, you can only bowl a 50 overs each. Well, you have four bowlers, so it wasn't a big deal to find yeah. an all-rounder. And then yeah. the fielding restrictions in the first 15 overs weren't that different to, you know, normal cricket. It was just to increase the scoring a bit early on. So it wasn't a dramatic change. All that really was was the reduction in overs to a fixed amount per team. Yeah. T20 came along and then really didn't change any any rules other than reducing it from 50 overs to 20. T20 yeah. is just 50 over cricket with 20 overs. Yeah, exactly. It's everything else the same. It's got the fielding restrictions the same. It's got the... You can only bowl a fifth of the overs each. The only thing they tried to do different was to put in these timing restrictions and make the game quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they've just fallen by the wayside because they were too different. Yeah. But this new format is once again messing with normal cricketing in inverted commas, so it'll be interesting to see if it works. I'm all for them trying things, but I think the, the logic behind 100 balls is just weird. Yeah. yeah. What I don't understand is what this is adding that T20 doesn't. Yeah, well, I think they want to make a difference because t- they're going to. They didn't want to have two T Twenty comps. They're going to have the county T Twenty comp, and then they're going to have franchise of this. Right. So, so they're effectively creating a brand new format because they don't have the balls to take on the counties and create a franchise system. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Change for change's sake. There's also a rumor that um, this is going to get onto the BBC, which is the first time they'll have 
domestic free-to-air cricket in a long oh, okay. time, right. and that the BBC wanted two and a half hours. They didn't want three hours, so they cut it down to fit in a two and a half hour block. They should have just made it F15 and just done 15 overs each. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not decimal, that's 100. <laughs> Easier to understand if it's 100. <laughs> It's just fucking ridiculous is what it is. It just doesn't... It's just, like you said, it's Imagine just fucking to with score it for the sake like of a, fucking with it. I know we've had eight ball overs and four ball overs in test matches and four-day tests. They played in the 70s, as recently as the 70s and last year. But, um, you know, we've had six ball overs for a fair while. Yeah, all the scoring and stuff like that. It'd be interesting to see how you handle it. Yeah. Got a little duck in the room, luckily. Yeah. Say, what's your pet penguin doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, stop kicking it. <laughs> it tastes like seal. <laughs> so okay. there's one thing they haven't thought of in this, Ross. Yeah. It's the um, cricket scoring software developers who now have to yeah, change up yeah. everything yeah. to include a ten ball over. Yeah, I guess it'd just be the same as bowling a lot of uh, wides in a game. In yeah, but game. then what do you key the wides in and delete them later, or what do you? Ah. Oh. Well, you could. It would be a no ball. You know, it'd be the same way it could, the system would be able to handle a no ball and get hits for six. Yeah, but then you'd have to key in the no ball and then delete it later. The tables in the oh, background yeah, won't I handle see. it, Ross. I see. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit like um, trying to get people to enter a team of 11 into the uh, My Cricket website, isn't it? You know? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's really hard, so people get kicked out of finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is hard. All right, well, uh, we've got time now for any listener feedback. Oh, I imagine we'll get a little bit of feedback based on this penguin slash The sound recording is everyone's business. I've done my bit today for it. Yeah. Do you want to um, include, I think it's Christopher's trivia question? Oh, yes. See so if uh, some of our other listeners can tweet us yeah. or something in the answer. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Go I can't it. remember what it was. Oh, which was the last team to beat England in England? Yeah. I think. Uh, that England First. then beat in their country. Right. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So it was the reverse, where Australia could only beat them at home. It's like oh, yeah. they won and they, they lost home and won away, which yeah, is really okay. rare. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's what it was. Yeah. And I got it straight away. So yeah. Good oh, well, yeah, we've all got things going on, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, there's an interesting, just to finish on, Futures Tour program. Uh, it's being signed off by the ICC Council meeting in Kolkata this week. It's the FTP for 2019-2023. And uh-huh. it has there that uh, Afghanistan will visit Australia for a test match. Hey! Afghanistan will host Australia. Interesting, that's the same future uh, FTP um, 2019, that's this year, yeah, that has that um, Bangladesh will come to Australia for a test in June, July this year. So don't well, hold be, your breath. They better get a rig along. Yeah. Exactly. The perfect Monica Oval test venue team, yes. Afghanistan. I think there's a lot of, uh, well, the Afghan. Oh, Melbourne. Yeah, so maybe we'll be in Melbourne. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. That would make sense. But I don't see it happening ever. <laughs> yeah. Yay. That's depressing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway, we really should do that, but we should bring out, like, someone like a India for three tests. Then bring out a minnow for two tests and fucking beat them up and get our confidence back up. Yeah, yeah. Even India for four and Afghanistan for one at the end or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, here's Australia's World Cup schedule. 
We've got uh, Afghanistan, West Indies, India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, England, New Zealand, and then South Africa. We've got three day-night games, and the rest, uh, the other six are day games. So there you go. Right. So we'll complete probably five of those games because the rest of it will be washed out. Yeah. No, I don't start till the 1st of June, so it should be a little bit better. The last World the, Cup the in England Champions was Trophy in May. We played two games in total. Oh, well, that's a good point. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is one benefit of the huge, long structure of one single group of ten is that um, you can't get sort of washed out and then badly affected in your small group. Yeah, well, that's yeah, true. So nine one-day games take uh, first one on June the 1st, the last one on July the 6th. <laughs> wow. Nine games. That long. Jeez. How you organised that at the NMCA? <laughs> Longest Five games between days. Season on earth. Three, three days, then three, then five, five, four, seven days. Should just be three days. Yeah, three, 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 yeah. three. So you're playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, or whatever. Saturday, yeah. Tuesday, Friday. Whatever, so whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yep, uh, it's an eternity. It'll be boring. It's not like oh, you have to schedule go. around blokes going to work. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't have it that day. I've got to fucking shift at Coles. <laughs> got to drive your forklift. Yeah. I want the, <laughs> the tools. <laughs> yeah, so um, Owen Morgan, your mate. Has come out and said, um, "Embrace the hundred-ball game or cricket." In inverted commas, will die. Oh yes, he's Irish. He gives a fuck about his. It's opinion. been a while since we've had the cricket will die. Oh, I think it's been yeah. about a couple of weeks since I've heard that. But this has yes. come from a cunt who doesn't play any proper cricket, so who fucking cares. Really true. He yeah. plays all short-form <laughs> cricket. He he wants this because it gives him another chance where he can play short-form cricket and make more fucking yeah. money because the proper cricket at test level, that cunt's not getting a looking. It's all about the sheets roll, Owen. Hmm. <laughs> Fuck you, Owen. Oh, Owen. Owen. Go, go eat well, a potato, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're a little bit... We weren't uh, too bombastic. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Go on, you're a bottom feeder, Owen Morgan. Yeah, oh, you yeah. are a potato-eating bottom feeder, yeah, Owen yeah. Morgan. Mercenary for hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. IPL rolls on. I don't know what's happening. Um, Maxwell won a game the other day. Too much news about it is what's happening. Mm. Ruining my cricket feed. It's supposed to be on Fox Sub, but I never see it. Uh, there's not many games on at 8.30. There's Saturday-Sunday games at 8.30. Okay, but like when I was originally watching, there'd be like at 10 o'clock nearly every night, there'd be like a replay on, but that's yeah. kind of stopped. Not that I watch too many. Not that I watch too many of them. They get the rights to a sport, then they just mess around with it. Yeah. No, <laughs> no one cares anyway. It's not, like, it's not like anyone around the world's watching IPL. No, nah, no one does it. Either. No one gives a yeah, shit. Because we don't watch it, so mm. no one else does. No one else does. Yeah. Well, on that um, highlight, oh, I nearly <laughs> I should um, go and record the Matty Hayden hat song for us to play as an outro. I might go do that. See if it gets Good past idea. the SoundCloud <laughs> filters. Yeah. Filters, yeah. All right, this has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast and a bang of an end to it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're on all major social media and podcasting platforms. We've got a host of sponsors I forgot to mention at the top, so I won't bother. Uh, our next episode, hopefully, we'll have David back on board as he overcomes his user error and technology issues. <laughs> you never know, though. You never know. 
Uh, until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Ross. See you, Ross. Buy Thank some you. Frederick Harold socks. Yep, yeah, Frederick yeah. Harold all day. <laughs> Mate, that episode's going to rate through the roof. <laughs>